everybody. What's going on? It's Jesse Lee. You can call me hashtag Boss Lee or the People's Mentor, and this is episode 403 of the show. This episode is actually an episode of me training a network marketing team, and I'm talking about all the different takeaways I got from when 50 Cent Curtis Jackson was at my company's, uh, my company's event about a month ago. So it's a really awesome training. He's actually incredibly smart, and the book I reference is his in the podcast, The Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter book. By the way, if there's anything in this episode that might sound like an income claim, it is not everything I do. I know I work really, really hard, and I cannot guarantee anybody's success. With that said, make sure you screenshot this. You put in your story when you have takeaways. I want to know what your biggest takeaway is from this episode of the show. If you do love it, leave a five-star review and subscribe because that's how we get ranked and stay ranked on iTunes and on Spotify. So I appreciate every single one of you. That's how we do not have ads. Speaking of which, remember we have a $2,500 giveaway when we have 2,500 five-star reviews and we're only about 200 reviews away. So you guys are incredible. And today's reviewer of the show is Candice Stafford. She says five stars. Oh my God. Game changer. All in caps with like 17 exclamation points. I'm here for it. Jesse Lee. Oh my God. I was stuck uncertain and not sure if I was where I was supposed to be. I wasn't sure of my purpose, but after listening to you for hours a day, everything turned around. I'm a mobile dog groomer. So I work alone and my team probably thinks I'm nuts because I drop these episodes multiple times a day. I started implementing your advice. and My business and team is coming back to life. It's all in caps guys. It's like really aggressive and I'm loving this. I'm back. That fire is ignited again. I know this podcast saved my business, saved my purpose, and saved my dreams. So when I hit that million dollar club, I'll be sending you a million thanks. Taking messy action today. Thank you so, so, so much. XOXO Candace. Oh my God. <laughs> I love you. Thank you for your review. Thank you so much for you guys listening and sharing. I appreciate you very much. And I hope you love episode 403 of the show. Yeah. yeah. Hello, hello, everybody. What's going on? My name is Jesse Lee. Call me hashtag Boss Lee. It's so funny being on my own Zoom link, by the way. That's new. <laughs> but uh, I'm excited to be here. And uh, I love that you basically told me I could talk about whatever I wanted to because um, I just got back actually from my company event. Are, are you guys doing any events yet in South Africa? You are? Okay. So uh, events are back, obviously, kind of, I don't know about full force. Our event was certainly it was like nothing had ever stopped. So that's interesting. But um, at any rate, and we had 50 Cent actually at our event. So that was pretty cool. So like Curtis Jackson was at our event. And I want to tell you, uh, I want to give you like a takeaway training from what I learned from him. Uh, because this is just, it's going to be different than any of my other trainings that you've ever heard for those of you who have watched me. Um, you know, whether it's like um, Therena was saying on free videos or my podcast or Facebook or I don't know where you guys uh, follow my content. Maybe you can let me know in the chat. But uh, at any rate, so uh, it just, it, this is going to be a little different because I really want to go over some of the things that smacked me straight between like boom, right in the eyes from him. But first I want to say the coolest part of the event. So he walks on stage, no big deal, oh my god, okay, alright, Nadia doesn't look that excited, but like it was really exciting, okay, so he walks on stage, and he said, ooh, this is a live crowd, and I was like, ooh, yeah, because we had a lot of energy, you know, whatever, and then he goes, I swear, by the way, like I am not making this up, he goes, hey, uh, I met your top earner, 
a few months back, Jesse Lee. Is Jesse Lee in the building? And I'm like, die. Like, I'm like, dead. Like, I literally died. I'm actually training you right now from six feet under. Like, this isn't even me. This is like my sarcophagus, okay? So I stood up and I was like, yes. Oh my God. Okay, but here's the crazy thing. And, and I, I want to say this to you because how many of you have ever felt like no one's watching? Like, if we're being honest, you can put a yes or a hand up. Nicolene says yes. Karina says yes. Tanya says yes. Okay, Michelle says yes. Lauren, yes. Me. Okay. It's not that I don't think anyone's watching. It's just sometimes you feel like you're only talking to the same people. Does anyone feel like that? You can say yes to that, okay? Like, you feel like, oh, yeah, but it's the same five people. It's the same, you know, depending on your size of business. It's the same thousand people, whatever. Let me tell you about when I met 50 Cent. Like for real, because I did meet him, okay? It was March 2020, right before lockdown. Like Texas was kind of the last to lockdown, remember? Like we're a little bit rebellious, like don't take our freedom, blah. Okay, so it was right here, like right here. So if you don't know, um, I live literally here in Frisco, Texas. I don't know if you can see like whatever. I don't know what you can see from what I just showed you. But so I live right by the Dallas Cowboys practice facility, whatever. So there's a country club in there. And he was selling his cognac. It's a, it, you know, alcohol. And so there was like this 50 cent meet and greet. I'm like, I'm gonna go meet 50 cent. Let's go, right? All that happened, I swear, all that happened was I went in, I took a photo. I says, nice to meet you. Snap, snap. And I walked off. That's an important part of the story because... Some of my best followers, I put in quotations, right? Don't even call me by my name. They call me Jesse. And my name's Jesse Lee, right? Only people who like follow me closely or just kind of have got it know my name's Jesse Lee. So when he came out on stage and said, Oh, I met your top earner a few months back. Jesse Lee, is Jesse Lee in the building? I'm like, hi, Nicolene's baby, by the way. Curtis, Curtis freaking Jackson, 50 Cent, has to follow me. There's no other way because I didn't talk about my company. I didn't talk about my product. I didn't talk about network marketing. I didn't talk about anything. I said, it's nice to meet you. Took a photo and walked off. I say that to you because what a takeaway. Who's watching you and you're that close to quitting? Who's watching you and you're thinking about not putting out a piece of content? Who's watching you and waiting to see if you're going to keep working your business? Who's watching you to see if you're going to keep showing up to events? Who's watching you and making sure, you know, that you're still selling your product? Who's watching you? Come on. If flipping 50 cent, I don't know where he's watching me from for the record, because I got to tell you, I double checked. He doesn't follow me on Instagram and he's never viewed my, my stories that I had tagged him in from when I met him on Instagram. You have no idea. And some of you are going to quit on a bad day because you feel like it's crickets. It's not true. There's people watching you. They're just not saying anything. 
And maybe it's not 50 Cent watching you. So weird. <laughs> but who are those customers watching you? Who are those potential team members watching you? Who are those people who need uplifting who are watching you? Whose lives are you impacting? It was very, very like mind-blowing to me. So that was a really exciting part of his uh, presentation, although he would probably say that wasn't part of his presentation. But for me, I feel like it was like a part of the presentation. So I'm going to go through some of my favorite notes because I just thought he was incredibly impactful. I ended up purchasing his book, uh, read it in less than a day, couldn't put it down, love his writing style. Really, it's clearly a, 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 a spoken book. You can tell people do voice to, to text or whatever. And I loved it. It was very conversational. So, all right. One thing I loved 50 Cent said was he said, people become complacent after they achieve some type of success. So set a new bar. Oh, God. I love it. Here's what happens so much, especially here in the network marketing profession. I see this all the time. People make... $3,000 a month and they claim I'm top rank. You know, like I've been a top rank in a company before. You know what you should aim for if your aim is to be at the top? I know it's not everybody's goal. If it's your goal to be at the top, you should get to the top, like for real. The, the proper top rank. And be so good, your company has to create a new freaking rank for you. That's what I'm talking about. Like, that's the goal. The goal is not hit top rank. The goal is hit top rank and be like, I'm still crushing. Hi, my name's Lindy. I'm crushing. I'd really appreciate it if you could create a new rank for me. Okay? I'd like to run for something new. Another way I like to train this a lot of the time is I feel like our business is a series of sprints. Maybe you've heard me say this. Maybe you haven't. Everything's a race. I'm always racing and I'm racing myself. It's my own race. I'm not com competing with any of you or anyone in my company or anyone in the profession, but I am racing. So I will set a goal and I will run like hell. Okay. I will run like hell to hit that goal. And as soon as I hit the goal, I go, whoo, and I celebrate for a minute. Maybe I take a trip to the spa. I love the spa. Okay. Maybe I go get a, like, maybe I take, I, I don't know, whatever. I take a trip somewhere. Usually I love to travel. Okay. And then I set a goal. When I'm on that trip, I set a goal. And I go, all right, now where are we going? Now what are we running for? Most people won't do that. Most people say, okay, my company set double diamond, triple diamond, whatever. You know what? Make them literally create black diamond for you or whatever. Okay? Make them raise the bar. Keep racing. Series of sprints. It's a, another way you can think of it is it's a marathon of sprints. So you run like hell. You achieve it. Woo! Run like hell, achieve it. Woo! Run like hell, achieve it. Woo! And it doesn't have to be huge goals like top rank. If you don't know my story, my first very big, very real goal was $300 a month. And it scared the crap out of me. Okay? I was scared. I was nervous. But I had to make $300 a month. And I raced like hell to make $300 a month. And when I did, I was like, whoo! Ooh, I did that. Maybe I can make 500, right? And then I ran like hell to get to 500. Is this resonating with anyone? I don't know, you can drop like a yes in the chat or something, right? 
And I ran like hell to get to 500. And when I did, I was like, whoa, maybe I can make 750. Maybe I can make 1,000. Maybe I can make 2,000. Then it turned to 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, 50,000. Then it started getting bigger and bigger and bigger, right? But it was a series of races. And so when he said that, he also said, not enough people have long-term thinking. You can write that down. Long-term thinking. Why not? Why not? There's been plenty of months when I am pissed at my business, right? Or weeks I'm pissed or days I'm pissed or hours I'm pissed and not like pissed, like I'm going to quit, but like pissed off, you know, because we live in a TikTok culture where you might go viral and get 500 customers. And then, so then what's wrong with you next month? Uh, nothing. You just didn't create the same viral content, but what you're going to get down on yourself. Stupid, stupid. What's your long term vision? I don't quit on a bad day. I don't quit on a bad month. I don't quit on a bad week. I don't quit on anything bad because I know where I'm going. I know what the vehicle of network marketing does and allows for my investment portfolio, which allows me to live a beautiful life. What is your long-term thinking? Some of you are thinking so short-term that when you do a live video and nobody watches, you're ready to quit, right? Crazy. It's crazy to me. doesn't make any sense. Where do you want to go in your life and in your business? What is your long-term thinking? It's why I talk about top rank. I've been top, I've been top paid rank. This is no joke. It's very frustrating. <laughs> I've been top paid rank. This month is 40 months. I'm sorry, 39 months. I just lied to you on accident. This is 39 months of top paid rank. There's another rank above me called legend. You don't make any more money, but it's like a really cool name. All right. Like, I know in my mind, if that rank had money attached to it, I'd probably bust the freaking doors down and be like, you messing with my money. Okay. But my long-term thinking will never allow me to stop. My long-term thinking won't allow me to to get upset if people are hating on me. My long-term thinking makes me come up with other solutions to things, right? So I love that. Then he said his whole idea was he wanted to build a whole brand. Now, maybe you notice that I'm very aligned with this concept because Boss Lee is the brand and then the Empire is the team brand and then there's Jesse Lee, okay? The idea of building this whole brand. How many of you are inside of your business right now and you're literally treating it like the haters on of network marketing say about you? You don't actually own a business. You don't actually... I'll just throw in there because a lot of you visually reacted to that. None of you will ever meet a hater who does two things. One, does better than you. They don't exist. Millionaires don't talk crap about millionaires. Okay? Billionaires don't talk crap about billionaires. I bet you Elon and Jeff are not the best of friends. I bet you they don't invite Mark Zuckerberg over for tea. That does not mean they talk crap about each other. They have way too much good stuff to do. Okay? The second thing haters never do uh, is, I don't know what I was going to say, so, oh, I know, they don't exist in person. That's the other thing haters don't do. I know some of you are so, like, you're so caught up on, oh, but they're on my Instagram commenting and blah, blah, blah. I have a full-time staff member. Their only job is to look through my comments and my Instagram DMs and block and delete anything negative. I don't even see it. Like they think they're talking to me. 
I've, I don't ever see it. I hired a full, like literally full time, like full, not even like it's, a, it's 12 hours a day. It's not even an eight hour a day or whatever a day a shift. It's a full flipping time. I haven't, I don't get negative. Com I mean, I probably do get negative comments. I just don't know. Cause I'm so focused. Cause those people do not exist in person. Someone who is bothering you and your business online on social media will never come up to you, knock on your door and say, I would just like to tell you, I would just like to tell you that, um, you suck, that you're a scam artist, that you are a liar, that you hurt people. I would just like to tell people, I hope you die. I would just like to tell that they, they would never, but some of you are so caught up in what, what is not reality, you're not actually seeing the reality of the business you're building and the brand you can build. Now, I read his book, so he didn't say this at the event, but I read the book and I'll share this part with you. He was also talking about you got to get out of where you're from once you get to a certain place. And he's, he was talking, now I can't speak for black people. I am not black. I'm reading this. I'm saying this from his book. Okay. He was talking about how in hip hop culture, urban culture in general, he's like, there's still, he says, there's Asians who make a bunch of money. They leave. They leave that small town that was not serving them good. They don't feel like they got to go save everybody. There's the Hispanics. They don't go they, overall, you know, obviously there's exceptions to every rule. They don't go back into the same town. He's like, why do we stay where we were? Woo. I mean, that hit me like, dang on. Why are we staying where we are? Why aren't we elevating and growing, building a whole brand? He then, when he uses a bunch of examples of uh, really famous rappers who died, you know, were murdered because they never left the hood. That was basically the whole part of the book. You can read the book. It's incredible. Okay. So the whole thing is what are you doing to elevate yourself? What are you doing to change your circumstances? What are you doing to build that brand around you? What are you doing to change your actual life? And this can be hard sometimes in the network marketing space. I know that because I live in this, right? Where you're like, oh, well, I don't want to leave anybody behind. Like my small house is just fine. My, uh, no, oh gosh, no, my car is works just, you know what? Like learn how to celebrate yourself. Learn how to understand you worked your freaking butt off. You've worked, Karina is cheering over there. I'm here for it. Like, go live where you want to live. Go drive the car you want to drive. Don't feel bad for when the day you can afford to rent a yacht and sail the Mediterranean. Don't feel bad for you putting in the hours. You did that. You did that. You need to learn to understand it was you. And then he went on. I really love this. He went on to say, the project can only be as good as the passion you put into it. The project can only be as good as the passion you put into it. I'm going to say it one more time because I really want you guys to write this down. Okay. The project can only be as good as the passion you put into it. I don't think I'm the best speaker on planet earth. Uh, I don't think that I am the most beautiful woman on earth. I don't think that I am the most talented. I don't think that I, I mean, whatever, name it. Okay. All of us. But I will tell you, I am quite possibly the most passionate person I have ever met. I don't do anything half-hearted. 
everything is all the way in. If you followed me for even a week, you've probably noticed this, okay? Like, guys, the reason my businesses continue to scale and not just my network marketing business, my, all my businesses are up, is because I'm so passionate about it. And in his book, you can read, again, this is not from the stage, but whatever, he was talking about he will only invest in things that he's really passionate about because that way he wants to be super involved. He wants to be on all the calls. He wants to be on all the meetings. He wants to, to have his opinion heard. If you're trying to sell something you're not passionate about, it's never going to work. And some of you know these people in your business, they're going to leave your company and then they're going to blame your company. They're going to join the anti-MLM movement. They're going to say all this horrible stuff about your company and whatever, okay? This is what's going to happen. But you have to ask yourself about them. Were they even on calls? Were they even passionate about the product or the service or the company or the mission? And they don't have to be. That's okay. But all I'm saying is it was never the company's fault. It was never your fault as their sponsor. Were they actually being passionate about it? Because I could sell flipping uh, paper and I would sell a ton of it if I was passionate about it. It doesn't matter. Whatever you're selling, if you put passion behind it, you will win. It's not about having a big personality. And it's not, having about having a, it's not about having a big following. If that were the case, there wouldn't be so many exceptions to the rules as to why there are so many people with very small products or very small followings selling tons of product. You ever seen somebody come into business, you can put a yes, like in the chat if this, if this pertains. Have you ever seen somebody come into the business and you look at their social media and you're like, Oh God, this is going to be difficult. Like they have zero followers. They have, they've never gone live. They've net, they have no posts on Instagram. They don't even have TikTok downloaded. They're probably not going to hit fast start. Like, holy smokes. Like they, oh geez. Oh God. And those people come in and they like blow past everyone. Have you ever seen this? Cause I've seen, I've, this is year 10. I'm almost on year 11. Um, Therena's trying to tell me like it was her. Okay. I love that. She's like, yeah, me. Okay. Guys. What made them better? And I use better very loosely. I don't think anyone's better than anybody. What made their results better? I will promise you it was the passion in which they presented. Why do people go viral on TikTok? This has nothing to even do with network marketing. People go viral on TikTok because they don't try to do the TikTok like... Well, I don't know any TikTok dances. But you know what I mean? They're not like doing this. They're like... You know what I mean? They're like, yeah, they're so all in. They're so all in. They're so committed to that dance. They're so committed to the prank. They're so committed to the joke. They're so committed to the video, to the, to the sales, to the whatever. I'm, I'm telling you, I don't even pretend to know everything about my product, but I'm real passionate about it. I'm super excited about it. You will literally never see me without, like I'm constantly with my products, even if it's just electrolytes, right? Like I'm like, my precious, okay, my precious. I just can't stop, I just can't stop. And when he said that, it just made so much sense to me. And in the book, he talks about vitamin water. So if you don't know, he was the, he was the first investor in vitamin water. 
this is before it was anything. It was a really small company. He drank it in a boxing gym because he's a boxer. Again, I didn't know this till yesterday when I read the book, but whatever. Okay, now I'm a, now I'm a 50 cent, like, you know, we're best friends. Obviously, he knows me, so now I got to know him. I got to know Curtis. I can't even call him 50 cent anymore because we are on a first name basis. Okay, so, um, you know, obviously. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness. Um, so I didn't know, though. He was a boxer, and he drank vitamin water. Because he, he drinks a lot of water. He doesn't really drink alcohol at all. But uh, he was drinking the vitamin water after a workout. And he was saying, I'm so sick of drinking water. Water just tastes boring. And somebody handed him a vitamin water. He's like, I can totally get behind this. Like, this makes a lot of sense to me. And everybody was telling him, just like I'm sure a lot of your friends and family tell you, oh, I don't know about this thing. I don't know about this thing. What makes this different? I don't know about this thing. Even his manager, his, I think his manager's name is Chris. He, his manager, his manager said, Fitty, I don't get it. Sell liquor. You're a rapper. Sell liquor. You're a rapper. He's like, yeah, but I don't really like, I, I get behind, I can get behind this. Well, I think we all know what happened. Vitamin water, what, 10 years ago now or something, they sold to Coca-Cola for $4.1 billion. And Curtis Jackson was the first investor. He believed in them because he understood. He was passionate about the fact that he drinks over a, he drinks a gallon of water a day and the water was boring him. And he was so passionate about it. He said, I want to take it to my community. My community doesn't want a cherry flavored drink. My community wants a grape drink. I don't know if that, like, I don't know how much you know. Yeah, right. He said, so if, you're, if I'm going to be your investor, then I'm going to need you to switch that first flavor to grape. And they did. Right? Like, I just want you to think about if you have a tremendous amount of passion behind what you're doing, the way it can actually impact your entire life, your entire brand, your entire business. This is powerful stuff. Okay. I know I'm like literally already over time, but I want to give you like a little bit more if we're okay with that. Like, can I give you just like a little bit more? Like, can I give you a little bit more, like a little sliver to deliver? Because I'm telling you, I feel like I could do 150 trainings from this one like hour long session with my friend Curtis. <laughs> oh my God. Like I can't get over it. I can't get over it. Okay. All right. Um, and then he said, let me give you one of these. Let's see. <clears throat> okay. Here's well, yeah, I'll leave you this one. This one's really good. Cause it's very congruent with me. Um, and it goes along with what I kind of already said about, I don't think I'm the best at a lot of different stuff, but he did say no matter. Oh, well, here, this is from the book too, but it's from this presentation. Because he elaborates, he said, I'm not the most attractive rapper. I know that. He's like, I don't have the lyrical genius of, and he lists a bunch of rappers. He's like, I'm not as hard and tough as whatever. And he lists people. I'm not as smart as whatever. I'm not, and he starts going through all this stuff. And he said, but nobody will ever outwork me. Nobody will ever outwork me. And I know our society is kind of going towards this almost anti-work thing. I don't know if you've noticed this too. Like people are like, don't work so hard. Find all your flow. Like just sniff some peppermint or something. I don't know. Find your flow in other ways. Okay. Lavender, I'm sure will help. All right. Like just sniff that and then go about your day. It'll calm you right down. Right. But I'm, I, I just love that because I think sometimes we almost de-edify the process of working hard. We almost 
talk about hard work like it's something evil. We almost talk about the person who goes live five, six, seven times a day like something's wrong with them. We see someone coaching over and over and over again and we say, God, they work too hard. But then you see someone's life like him clearly going to be a billionaire, right? Like right on his path to being a billionaire. And people want his lifestyle. They want to not worry about finances. They want to fly private. They want to have all the cars they want and the homes they want and, you know, homes in South Africa and also across Europe and maybe in America and wherever it is you want to have homes, right? But then they tear down work. Like that's not the actual secret ingredient. And so when he said all this stuff, like, yeah, you might be better at me at this and this and this and this and this and this, but you're never going to outwork me. I was like, that's what I'm talking about. That's probably why Fitty says my friend. Just kidding. No, I'm not going to say kidding. It's true. He said my name. Okay. He said my proper name. And so we are friends, right? But uh, in all seriousness, if you have, I mean, I'm not being paid to promote his book, obviously. But it was, it is truly an incredible read. If you get the opportunity to see him in person, you should. I was talking to Eric Worre and Eric's like, find out how much he costs. I want to get him at GoPro. So maybe you'll see him at GoPro. I don't know. Make sure you guys have your tickets for GoPro. Again, I'm not being paid to pitch that either. What the hell am I doing on here? I'm just giving away all the freebies. Damn. All right. I might have a link in the bio for GoPro discount tickets. I have no idea. But anyway, you should go to GoPro anyhow. But I really truly think that great minds, the powerful minds, they tend to have a lot of stuff in common. And so I would encourage you to think more like that. What is the mindset of a champion? And then remind yourself that inside of you, of course, there's a champion.